Welcome once again to another Mini Mantis. This is where we talk the same kind of stuff, but it's a little bit shorter, right? So so we give you a little bit of break. It's not going to be an hour-long deal. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Joe, what's going on tonight? Not a whole lot. How are you? Uh, I'm great. So remember, you can find us online at www.donamantis.com. Also on Twitter at Donamantis. And we have a Discord now uh, if you want to look into joining that. And how do you get onto that, Joe? Uh, how do you? <laughs> Through Patreon, of oh, course. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm you off. silly goose. I just said that last week. I'm I summer. know. I, you, you did it before. I thought you could do it again. But, but. just hit a total brain fart there, man. He's like, joking. You know, He's, about. He knows. I, like I was saying earlier, I just started the Kitty Cabin murders. And at yeah. the beginning of that episode, the, the part one of that episode, Ivan, you were doing a spill and you threw it to Joe and he did that exact same thing. <laughs> There's no telling how many times that's happened. Drop yeah. the ball, yeah. I mean, that's probably happened so many times. But, uh, it, you know, it, it's not cool to be cold called, though. I understand. Well, I, sh- I shouldn't be cold. I'm here with my <laughs> my my microphone and headphones, and I'm just like, <laughs> just like <laughs> there should be no cold call. Where, where are we again? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Just totally spaced out there. <laughs> it's not like we're recording a goddamn podcast. <laughs> Anyway, so yes, you can go on Patreon, and there, there, you can find out literally everything you ever wanted to know about us, which is nothing, which is what's on there. And you can also get on Patreon. Discord is there, and uh, you can listen to us. You can even help decide what we talk about on these many. Why are you you guys looking at each other like that? You can can do all those things. (laughs) I think he's laughing because you're like making up for it. I'm trying to. I like it. You're like like the husband that messed up, and you're like, hey, where do you want to go out to eat tonight? Yeah. Your your favorite place. We can go to your favorite place. Is that going to make things better? Your hair looks good. Did you do your nails? Oh, you didn't? Oh, you hate me? Just when yeah. I think you couldn't mess up anymore, you go and totally <laughs> redeem yourself. <laughs> so, very good, Joe. You nailed it. I'm on it. I made up for that shit. So, Sam, before we hit record, yeah. you said, hey, after we hit record, I've got a, a nugget that I want to present to well, you guys. I'm yeah, ready. I guess you can call it a nugget, but it's it's a um, it's a channel that I subscribe to on YouTube. All right. That I think I've been watching for the last couple of years now, uh, ever so often. And I was like, I know... You guys are going to love it if you don't already know about it. So, I'm going to turn the laptop around here and <laughs> let you guys watch this and see if you've seen it and experience a little bit of this. Okay. Should I, I describe it? I can't wait. To yeah, we got to paint a We got to paint a picture for the okay. people a out there. A picture with words. He's turning it around. Oh, it's porn. Sam. No, it's, it's not at all. It's not at all. Actually, it's Oh, I think I know what this is going to okay. be. I think I know. I do too, and I we have a buddy that does this. If it's right. what I'm thinking, uh, no, I, well, maybe. 
Uh, so what we're seeing is two. <laughs> Dylan was the number one qualifier. Oh my Dylan god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that what the hell? The so it's like it's it's Hot Wheels racing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And there's like a really elaborate track system set up. Yeah, really. And they roll it them down. Realistic. It does. Oh man. <laughs> that car wrecked. Okay, let's just, it's on its top. We'll watch a little bit. There's little people cheering. On turn two. That is not the, start the production quality of this is oh, outstanding. Yeah. You guys are just gonna have to look this up because there's no way we can describe it. We could. Ryuasada desperately needs some points here. Dylan off to an even bigger. Words don't do it justice. I think they can tell the quality of the video because of the quality of the audio. These guys are really commentating it. How do they get the camera that smooth? The camera is just following the car. Uh, I think. Like this seven-year-old boy in us is all coming out. Oh! Does anyone not crash on that last jump? So that is called... That channel is 3D Bot Maker. Yeah. I really enjoy it. I That's my favorite sport now to watch. It looks super interesting. Above BattleBots? Oh. Yeah, see? Okay. Well, I mean, it's a different thing, yeah. right? It's, it's, more of a, it's more of a YouTube... A YouTube channel, it's kind of... Sometimes it's hard, obviously, to compete. With a network show, I mean, they got all the money, they got all the production value and stuff, but the production value of that is pretty awesome. It's awesome. It's fantastic. I mean, when they're going around the the corners, they're doing the tire squeals, yeah. and, you know, nice drift by Bobby Johnson. It's like, what? <laughs> it's a yeah. car, it's gravity, right? I love it. Uh it's very awesome. I'll I'll end up watching that DRC race DRC. Uh, yeah, look up 3D Bot Maker. That's the yeah. channel, and um, that this is just the their diecast rally championship. Is just one of the many things they do, but it's my favorite one to watch. It's they awesome. uh, they do other series of racing also with all diecast cars. So, That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Didn't That's you, awesome. Ivan? Didn't you show me something a while back where it's like a sand trail? Yeah, and they release it, all these different colored balls. I was about to bring it up. Go they, ahead. They have this marble run thing, and you can actually pay money to send. I don't know if you send them a marble or if you pay money and then you get to name a marble and they'll run it in a race. <laughs> so there's like 30 marbles and they release them all and it's like a big sand trail and they do like commentary and stuff. Oh, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, they have they have that too. I, we should send a Donna Manis uh, marble in. It'd have to be green. Yeah, yeah. a green yeah. Donna You can do Manus the same marble. thing with this, I believe. Oh, you can? Yeah, we could do a, we could do a Donna Mantis car. Spons- oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. See if Brian will, will get us one, like one that he's... You know, man, that guy sure likes Tide. Yeah. Is that <laughs> Mitch Hedberg joke? Um, yeah, you know what? I'll commission Brian. Won't say his last name because it's podcast, but he lives right near here. I you know, know who I'm talking about. Yes, and we he can redoes, plug him. We can. What's his uh, Diecast he, Outcast? Yeah, yes, that's it. Look yep. up YouTube Diecast Outcast. He's a he, butt. He. Oh, let's let's tell it. Let's let everyone in on this. He restores yes. diecast cars. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he, he does, does amazing. job. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. This guy is amazing at this. And so. mailboxes. He'll do mailboxes with flames on it for you if yeah. you want. Yep. And he, I've and got he, one of those. He you restores do? actual yeah. cars. Oh, too. that's awesome. You I got one of Brian's? Yeah. Oh, killer. Yeah. That's cool. Sweet. Hey, let's have Brian do us up, like you said. A little a, Mantis a on A Dawn of Mantis can. pace car. Not pace car. We just want to want. No, we car. don't want to be a pace car. No. We want to be a race car. What kind of car we're going to use for Dawn of Mantis? Oh, yeah. What do you guys want? You know, I've always been more of a Chevy guy. What What about you? That's fine. Okay. Yeah, Chevy? El Camino. El Camino. That's what I, that's that's exactly El Camino. Let's do an El Camino. Yeah. I like it. Hell yeah. All right. All right. I'll, has, I'll message him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll pay him for his time and yeah. his trouble. We'll yeah. send it in and, and we'll see if we can, you know, there's Don Amantis drifting around the corner. <laughs> and there he is. Oh, he's on his top again. 
<laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's do that. Oh, this is great. This is going to go really well. <laughs> yeah, I want to. That'd be really cool. We'll send a marble in, too, to other people, and we'll just have all these different side gigs. Yeah. So the podcast isn't going so well, but we're just going to, that we're going to start, you know, putting our energies elsewhere. Well, it's also like no, I'm kidding. getting our name out there. Mm-hmm. It is. It's advertisement. Every every little every little thing you do helps. In fact, I even uh, got on Pinterest and I pinned a under a podcast app the picture of our logo. Oh yeah. And then you can you can attach our website to that. And then I gave a little summation about what the podcast is and stuff. So now, you know, that's out in the Pinterest world. Someone yeah, no, that. we should be. And and Pinterest is is obviously huge, so yeah awesome we should totally get out there as much as we can and if it takes a die cast car with the little mantis on the hood i'm all for it i'm digging it i love that yeah yeah that's gonna be awesome yeah i'll message him after the show about yeah that. so what do we have going on tonight well you know let's continue our series about uh you know artists and musicians who have been killed in plane crashes Oh, that happy topic we've been talking about? Yes, of course. Now, last what week... We left off on John Denver, correct? That's exactly. Um, now, I've got a whole stack here because I've been a busy boy. and <laughs> Well, it, we were just... The reason why we're talking about these is we were talking about different artists that have... And it's like it, they just kept flying out of our mouths like, this guy did, this girl did, this guy did. It's like crazy. So mm-hmm. many people have died. Uh, um, probably still, stat-wise, I mean, you're probably super safe in there but these are like these small planes and stuff i mean i I don't know i mean uh i you know you always hear the stats like flying is safer than driving but what about i wonder about when you factor in these small planes oh yeah because i don't know i think they're talking about more commercial flights aren't they it's talking about us but it's a small number of people flying on these things and probably avionics and stuff like that have come a long way so that's probably you know it's probably taking care of itself and then the whole thing with the gas tank last week i mean <laughs> it's you would think they've got that problem solved i would hope so yeah yeah and and that was just like in the 90s wasn't it no he died and when did he die john denver i thought he died in like 93 or something. oh I, for some reason i think in the late 80s oh yeah. i don't know let's i we no, should remember probably, that it was just last right. week <laughs> you're probably right it does make more sense that it's 90s mm-hmm. yeah I, I think so I think that's right. Well, thanks to the power of Google, we can solve this right now. Even though I can look we, it up, I got it. We just did it. I'll beat. You. Oh, I don't, I'm not going to be. Oh, I am going to beat you. Google race. Google race. Ninety-seven. I just had it. Too. Oh wow, <laughs> that was that was pretty yeah. late. But yeah, I will say, I will say, it was an experimental aircraft, so the rules on those are are more lax. And the reason why it's like innovation stuff like that. I mean, it, you want creativity and innovation. So that's why they're allowed. You don't want to just ban like people from doing things like that. And they know it's a risky hobby. Right. But, but that's your own choice. Yeah. But I mean, look at those people in wingsuits that fly for Red Bull and stuff. Yeah. Look at Alex I'd Honnold. I'd say that's pretty risky. Alex Honnell. Yeah. Of course, sometimes, you know, I, well, I guess he's not really climbing illegally, but you've got people scaling towers that they shouldn't scale and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Not like, that everything that's dangerous is legal. That little French guy that climbs all the big buildings, he's been yeah. arrested a bunch of times. Like yeah. Spider-Man dude? Yes. Yeah. I don't remember his name, but it's Rene something or something. He's French. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Little dude. He's like he's like 58 or 60 and still doing that. Can you believe wow. that? Yeah. It's crazy. The human Spider-Man. So, yeah, tonight, let's cover, I'm flipping through all these I'm not going to say the name of this band, but uh, Sam rolled his eyes pretty hard when I named these guys last week. So let's do Jim Croce. Oh, I love Jim Croce. So do I. Operator. I rolled my eyes? You did. When I mentioned Leonard Skinner, you rolled uh, your eyes. No, I don't think so. Oh, you didn't? No, you had a reaction, but I didn't think you were rolling your eyes. 
No. I was probably I, like, oh yeah, that's a that's one. Oh, I misread it as like Jesus Christ. No, wait, I heard, I heard Sam say that he was glad they were they were dead. No, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> it's like what? Oh. You can edit that out. The feelings of Sam do not reflect the overall feelings and thoughts of Dawn of Mantis podcast. That's a disclaimer. What if what if we did something to protect ourselves? What if we had a disclaimer at the beginning of every episode? That said, the thoughts and the feelings of the hosts of Donna Mantis do not reflect <laughs> that of Donna the Donna Mantis podcast. <laughs> That's just giving ourselves carte blanche to say whatever we want. <laughs> we don't, these guys are loose cannons. <laughs> Produced by Ivan Jorgensen. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, we all love Jim Croce, man. Yeah, for sure. So, like a few other musicians who have died in plane crashes, Jim Croce's star... You know, it was snuffed out just as it was beginning to ascend. Croce had dabbled in music for years, even using the money his parents had given him as a wedding gift to record an album he titled Facets in 1966. Actually, they gave him the money on the condition that he had to record an album with it. So I thought that was cool. There oh, we go. Wow. Oh, time in a bottle, baby. That's a fantastic song. Listen to that. If I Save time in a bottle. Oh, dude. The first thing that yeah, very good, very good. Man, that might be my favorite song of this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, just because it speaks to the early demise, you know? And, and it should remind us all, you know? I didn't we that can't c- save time in a bottle. Didn't that song come out posthumously? Yeah, I, I think you told me that. Yeah, so yeah. How, how creepy. So John Denver leaving on a jet plane, you know, that's a little creepy. Um, and then also uh, Jim Croce, this time in a bottle. I don't know. It's very Oh, it's, hey, you never made, you never did what I asked you to do last time. Can you, you would you please, please type Keep this going in. going and I'll, I'll see if I can get to that. Type, type. Can, I forgot can, already. Can I tell you what to type in? I'm going to be surprised. Type, just type in, I've been naughty. <laughs> just make her say that. <laughs> We don't have to stop the whole show for it, but um, you want to keep reading? <laughs> okay, but um, anyway, uh, this is this is what's weird. Uh, his parents didn't really force him to make a record because they believed in him. It was kind of the opposite. They wanted him to get it out of his system. They thought, okay, if you record this record, it won't go anywhere. Then you'll give up this music stuff and you'll drive a truck or whatever. Uh, yeah, total backfire, right? Obviously, yeah, because we've heard of them. Yes, yes, <laughs> but, but I've never heard of anything like that. In specifically, you know, that's pretty cool because just try it out, you know, I, I know that's, that's kind of cool. I wish my parents would give me like 20 grand to record an album to yeah. get it out of my because system. Because obviously, <laughs> obviously, if you make it, they're not going to like say, okay, now you have to quit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they'll be like, oh, we'd like an in-ground pool, please. Yeah, exactly. Since you're famous and rich. Exactly. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember, we let you do that. Yeah. It's a win-win. Yeah, Exactly. But it did backfire because Facets, it was self-published and only 500 copies were pressed, but every one of them sold. And Jim Croce's profit from that was 2,500 bucks. Wow. And that was in 1966. So that's like $350 million today. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Something like that. That might not be exact. But the um, thing is, you probably made more off of, you, you probably got a bigger cut. Back then, I would imagine. For some reason, I'm thinking that. Maybe so. I don't know. Because he made a lot of money on that. Well, I think, you know what? I think he did so well because it was self-published. Yeah, exactly. It's, it sounds like he oh, was Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's not signed or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, cool. 
Sometime yeah, you, after you said that, sorry. Yeah. Sometime after meeting and marrying his wife Ingrid in 1966, the same year, um, they actually paired up as a duo and they briefly moved to New York to pursue their music, where they were signed by Capitol Records and they released an album. Did you know that? It was called Jim and Ingrid Croce. No. They I'd like to check it out. I wonder if it's on Spotify. I think it is, and it's cool. also on YouTube, I believe. Okay, excellent. Uh, the album failed to sell, and the Croches left the Big Apple for life on a quiet farm in Pennsylvania. Once there, he played bars and ballrooms off and on while also performing a slew of other jobs to make ends meet. Croce had been a welder, truck driver, taught guitar, counseled emotionally disturbed children, and worked construction, among other things. Wow. After the birth of their son, Adrian, Jim was more determined than ever to make a living with his music. He began to send tapes to record companies in hopes of securing another record deal. After a few rejection letters, he signed a three-album deal with ABC Records in 1972. Jim was sitting on a mountain of material he'd written over the years and quickly released the first two albums, You Don't Mess Around With Jim and Life and Times. These albums produced four instantaneous hits for Koshi and Time in a Bottle, which Sam just played, Mm -hmm. Operator, which Mm -hmm. I was singing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Bad, Bad Leroy Brown, that one. And You Don't Mess Around with Jim. Yeah, You Don't Tug on Superman's Cape. You You Don't don't Spit. Yeah, Spit. I almost said Piss. Into the Wind. (laughs) (laughs) You Don't Spit into the Wind. (laughs) You Don't Something, Long John Silver, and You Don't... Not Long John Silver. No, You Don't... uh, Oh, You Don't Pull the Mask Off the Old Lone Ranger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, maybe I was thinking silver for some reason. Yeah. Hi ho, silver. Yeah. You got your brain was there. Yeah, it was somewhere near, <laughs> but not perfectly. And you don't mess around with Jim. Hey, of course you don't mess around with Jim. No. Very good. We we got that on our own. We didn't need no internet. Hell no. We don't need that. <laughs> well, suddenly everybody wanted to hear Jim Croce. Over the next year and a half, he appeared on American Bandstand, The Dick Cavett Show, Midnight Special, The Tonight Show, and The Helen Reddy Show. While Jim's thick curls, heavy mustache, and gentle eyes were becoming a common sight on televisions around the country, Bad Bad Leroy Brown hit number one on the charts. By September of 73, hot on the heels of several hit songs receiving frequent airplay, Jim and his band were touring in support of his Life and Times album. On Thursday, September 20th, Croce performed at Northwestern State University's Prather Coliseum in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Just a half hour after the show, Croce and five others boarded a Beechcraft E-186. Remember the name Beechcraft. Okay. We're not going to get sponsored by Beechcraft anytime soon because several... Beechcraft is has murdered... Not murdered. I don't want to... Golly. <laughs> yeah, for sure we're not. No, 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 no. If you say they murdered... <laughs> the plane murdered We're going to get them. sued now. No. Several musicians have perished... So- so what you're saying is there's going to be an ongoing theme of Beechcraft yes. showing up in a lot of these in a lot episodes. In a well, lot. but but wait a second. I mean, you have Cessna Beechcraft. I mean, those are the two I can think of that are, do the small planes. I can't think of many more. It's not like so you, got you know, 50, it's not like Ford, chance. Chevy, Toyota, Honda. You know, you can't just keep going and keep going forever. Right. Right. Yeah. I can only think of Cessna and Beechcraft. So okay. So what you're saying is, when you go to get on a plane, you go, oh gosh, this is a Beechcraft. Hey, you got any of those Cessnas around? <laughs> I'd rather have a Cessna. Well, no, but I get what you're saying. I, what I'm saying is, I can only think of two. But yeah, I would, yeah, buddy, I would rather go for the other one. Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper and uh, Richie Valens died on a Beechcraft Bonanza. Wow. In a Beechcraft Bonanza, yeah, and then they spoiler alert. Yeah, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they 
Croce and five others boarded a Beechcraft E-186 bound for Sherman, Texas, where they were scheduled to perform at Austin College the following day. Texas. However, the plane failed to gain sub- sufficient altitude upon takeoff and struck a tree, killing all aboard. Hmm. An investigation would later find that the crash was caused by pilot error. There you go, Beechcraft. It wasn't your fault. There you go. Who had failed to see the tree through the fog that day. Was and his name George of the Jungle? <laughs> <laughs> I like how he cracked himself up. when he And they didn't have a narrator that said, watch out for that tree. <laughs> I love Jim Croce, and I had to Sorry. say that joke, but I had to pile on too. Uh yeah, you know, the the whole way a plane, not now, but back, I, I said this last time, I think, we, talk, we were talking about plane crashes. It's atmospheric pressure. We were we talking about that on the podcast? I think you were, you were, yeah. Yeah, I hate that I bring up the same stuff, but it's just, that's how it, that's how okay. it knows how high you are. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, it's not very, yeah, no jokes there, but it's not, <laughs> it's not very accurate because pressures can change. So, now you actually have, uh... I wanted to say GPR, but that's not right. That's ground penetrating rate. You have basically the radar system that's bouncing back, like almost like sonar. So it will tell you exactly how far you are. From uh, the- yeah, digital with avionics now. But then, I mean, they didn't have a system to really do that right. before. So, yeah. Um, all in the little tube called a, I think P-tot. it's called P-tot tube. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Pito. Pitot? Pitot? Pito? Pito? Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right. It is Pito. I don't know. It's one of those. Pito. I remember because- nah, I said Pito. A long time different. There was a There was a big airplane that, that the Pito tube froze over or something. Yeah. And then it crashed, and that's how, like, we were talking about that. It's crazy, and there's another thing that's, that's cool on a plane that's low-tech that they still use, I think- and it's a stall sensor, and it's it's just a it's just a, a metal thing with a spring on it. And if the air is going over the wing the right way, it's depressed or whatever. But if it starts going the other way, the gate goes the other way, and it says that the air is not going over the wing, and it, the plane is like it's stalling, which is when air is not moving over the wing, you're not flying. It's that that's oh, wow. what's creating lift. Yeah. So that's a really low tech thing. Actually, I've got that backwards. It's when the wind goes over it, it's in the right position, but whenever it's going the wrong way, it actually lets it open, so the spring lets it open the other way. So anyway, however way, however, it's a real low-tech way. The wind's going over the wing, it's flying. If it's not, you're dying or diving. I didn't mean to rhyme. <laughs> if it's right, you're flying. If time. it's not, you're dying. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But anyway, that's that's kind of cool that it, that's a really low-tech way to know. You know, the stall sensor, You if you played flight sim, You've had the stall sensor beep on you. Um, you're trying to gain too much altitude, and you don't have the power to do that. So it's kind of cool. Cool. Yeah. You know a lot more about aviation than I realized. Yeah. Yeah. I, I studied it for a while. I went to some schools, aviation stuff. Ooh, this is right I up I bailed out of it. Then. I bailed out of it, though. Um, it, long story, but I bailed out of it. Okay. That, that, was, that was kind of an aviation joke. No, it, was, I, it wasn't intentional. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> why would you jump out of a perfectly good airplane? That's what. Yeah, I that's a that's a dad. That's an that's an old dad joke. <laughs> so yeah, um, this is weird. The the pilot, the guy who didn't see the tree through the fog, George. George. We'll just call him George. <laughs> I wish I knew his name now. Um, he was also more than likely physically impaired due to advanced coronary artery disease they found in the uh, 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 autopsy. Yeah, so the guy probably should have been flying. Yeah. Yeah, you have to you have to do like a physical yeah. every every year when you're a pilot. So, yeah, I don't know how he passed. 
I don't know. That's not something that comes on suddenly. <laughs> anyway. I don't know if this is going to affect my eligibility to be a pilot or not, but I am legally blind. <laughs> <laughs> so where do we go from here? Um, <laughs> well, I wonder you if you watch could out get... for a tree you can't see. <laughs> I wonder if you could night fly. I wonder if you... If you were if you were VFR only, and then you eventually lost your sight, if they would let you be a but night. don't you still have to see like the instruments? And I would gauges? Think, well, we we had an episode the continuous audible gauge cluster. Oh, in that CAGC. car, yeah, yeah. But that was that ended up not being going well. Jim's final album, I got a name. So you have to say it. Uh, was released on December first, just a few weeks after his tragic death. Posthumous. It also produced several hits. Working at the Car Wash Blues, I Got a Name, and I'll Have to Say I Love You in a Song. That's probably my second favorite. Yeah, that's a great one. Croce. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his widow, Ingrid, works to this very day to preserve the memory and legacy of her late husband's work. Jim was uh, has went on to become one of the most revered singer-songwriters of not only the 70s, but ever. You know what I think when I'm on the patio sometimes and see, cause I knew some of that working class stuff that you were talking about. I knew he did some of that. Uh, but, uh, I think about like, he was just kind of a real, a real guy. And I think that, that some artists, they, that comes through in their, it, this, this is all like weird. I know, but like, you know, like you get that feeling from yeah. the songs, you know? Waylon like, Jennings is another good. Yeah, kind of like that. I just feel like he's just a real ass dude. Yeah, you know that. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. In the emotion they're trying to convey, it like it hits you and and it gets. You. I mean, I guess that's what people are like with all types of music. But this guy in particular, for sure, for me, does that. Yeah. And I know another uh, weird fact about uh, him that I know is his guitarist that that backed him up on a lot of songs. He liked to like capo up like twelve. And he liked to do a lot of stuff. Yeah, he liked to be capoed way up, and he and he put stuff behind it. So if you really listen to to him on some good speakers or good headphones, you'll hear some of that messing around. Hmm. Some of those chords that he makes and stuff, it almost sounds like a mandolin a little bit. So uh, I've never really heard of anyone capoing up that high and doing stuff behind it. So I guess he's a whole octave up, and that's pretty cool. I mean, now you could digitally make that happen just lower, I would imagine. But that's that's really cool too. And uh. Yeah, yeah. So the the high capo thing. Can you pull up the first few seconds of operator? Yeah, I was gonna say real quick. Go I ahead. just looked up on Spotify the Jim and Ingrid Croce album. Mm-hmm. Their number one song called "Spin Spin Spin" has seven thousand and fifty six plays. That's it. Yep. Wow. The so next that's... one down, the number two. Uh, another day, another town, 3,859 plays. Damn, so that's obscure, dude. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very... Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I there's some Jim Croce... Spotify. There's some Jim Croce deep tracks, if anyone's interested mm-hmm. in that. But what made me think of Operator is I think the backup guitarist doing that, I think I think that's all over Operator, if, if I'm remembering Oh, no, I'm right. sure it is. I'm sure it is. Uh, I was thinking of... Uh, um, I have to say, I love you in a song. There's some of that too, I think. Oh yeah. But I may be thinking operator. Those are very similar songs. They're in a similar key, and I think there's a lot of the same chords because I used to play them both a little bit. I think so. Sam's going to play it, and we're going to. I think we're going to hear what you're talking about. Operator, oh, could you help me place this car? 
Hear that? Yeah, is that what you're talking about? I think so. I mean, he could be really high, but he could be... I don't know. With my best old ex-friend Ray. I love that guitar. Yeah, because you hear the low guitar. Uh-huh. Yeah, see, some of that probably is. Isn't that Oh, I love it. Yeah, so smooth. Jim Croce, guys, look him up. If you haven't heard of him, check him out. If that's if we could accomplish that on this podcast, getting someone that's never li- really listened to s- some of that stuff, I feel like we're we're winners already. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny is doing this research. I've like so far, I've done like six or seven different musicians that have died in plane crashes. Crashes, rather. Um, one or two of them, I admittedly wasn't a fan of, but it's weird that doing the research i started looking up their songs like uh i'll do a teaser but let's just do next let's we're gonna do stevie ray vaughn okay i haven't really been a huge fan of his i don't i don't dislike him but he was just always like yeah he's there but doing the research and then kind of finding out and listening like to how he got started it's pretty interesting and then yeah and then i just got a new appreciation yeah. for uh, he didn't blaze any new territory or anything but he was after all this was done, I was like, I think he may have been like the most technical, the most technically perfect blues guitarist, maybe of the last 50 years, dude. Insane. But anyway, that's a whole different nugget. Yeah. We'll, we'll hit that on the next one. That'll get you in on the next one. But you're you're going to want to listen now. Yeah, I'm saying it's just cool to find new artists and, yeah, and you is. know, people you wouldn't even know that you uh, would but, like. But even, even not new, uh, old new, you know, yeah, even that's though what, yeah. that's what you meant. But I'm just saying, like, Everyone thinks like I want to listen. I want to. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people think I want to. I want to experience something new. So they maybe look to someone that just came out a few months ago. Yeah, what's which with is this totally cool. Juice too. World. What's with Juice World? What's what, there's, what? the, there's somebody called Juice World. Really? Yeah. Sounds like a theme park. It's. I thought it sounded like a yeah a, a fruit stand or something. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but what is I? I want to know. What do you know about Juice World? I don't and, know. And is it worth looking up? That's just the only new artist I know of. <laughs> okay. We were driving and XM Radio or something, and he doesn't even have an O in his name. No, it's just W R L D. Oh, it's a person. It's a one person. I think it's a guy. Yeah. Oh, looks like a rapper. Yeah, okay. the, you're asking. I mean, that's kind of a. I mean, you're saying world, and you're one person. Juice World. That's uh, my name's Juice. Oh, this is this ju- just Juice World. Okay. Uh, well, let's give it a minute. Okay. I'll eat the peas before I say that they suck. <laughs> and I hate peas. By it's the way, it's more musical than I thought. There's music in it. Is he a mumble rapper? Oh, there it is. Yeah. I mean, hey, if that's your jam, then there's Juice World, folks. Uh, go back to Operator. <laughs> <laughs> we're so we're so old. No, hey, uh, hey, if you if you listen to that and it puts you at ease and it puts your mind in a better place, you listen to that. You listen to it. You wear that song out. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. That's right. And and if you want to listen to Watermelon Sugar High, you listen to that stuff. <laughs> hey, that song came on uh, I like my daughter's song. playlist. I the other oh, day. it did. We were outside. <laughs> No, but anyways, that song came on her playlist, and I was like, "I'm digging this song." Yeah, dude, I it got I, me too, man. I like Harry Styles. I don't care. I'll fight you. I love. I like Harry Styles. Well, you don't My have daughter, to fight me because I agree. <laughs> He's. I've heard like seven of his songs, and I like literally every one. I just can't help it. I just can't help it. 
But especially that one, though, right? Yeah. It's like strawberries. Like strawberry. Yeah. Right On a summer evening. That's it's, good shit. It's good. It's good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, it just... I mean, I'm going to go jump in Sam's pool. I'll be right back. <laughs> so, it is really good. It's smooth, man. It's, it's good really shit. Smooth. And that little guitar. Yeah. It's good. Ooh, you know my in. favorite one you of his, breathe though? breathe me in. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, like, I like his music. Don't, aren't we talking about his music? Uh, sure, if you yeah. want to. You know my favorite one of his is, Sam? What's that? Just let me adore you. That one's really good. It's good, man. In a it's good. <laughs> you can't deny it, man. We're going to steal that. That's going to be a new show. Yeah, man. We might get sued. That's our opening. I can make that happen. <laughs> I know, Sam. We'll come back next week. Sam will have it all worked up. It's like, this is original. You wrote this. So we ended up on Harry Goddamn Styles. Yeah, uh, that was my fault. From Jim Croce. Who, who I can't get it out of my head. Who didn't die in a plane crash. <laughs> who didn't die in a plane crash. And we hope you don't. No, and who wouldn't want to be on Harry Styles, <laughs> really, when you think about it. So anyway, that's that's that. That's the mini mantis. And uh, <laughs> the death of Jim Croce, rest in peace. And the death of all respect people have for us. <laughs> ended up talking about, and we ended up fangirling out on Harry Styles. Hey, you know what? <laughs> There would be guys in our same position that would be afraid to admit that stuff, and we're just not afraid. We like something, and we're not afraid to say it. I like it, too. Mm. Yep. Yeah. All right. Is that it? That's, That's it. it. Bye. <laughs>